breath. And welcome everyone to the Mindfulness at IBM podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm here with Pat. Ciao, Pat. Ciao, Lele. Happy to be here with you. So uh, before going to our guest, we don't have so many news, but uh, I really appreciated this week uh, the you know mindfulness connect um, that basically it was a meeting uh, that we did in two different time zones on Wednesday with uh, many many members of the community, right? Um, that they joined depending on where they were located, and they they had opportunities to you know first we did a couple of practice, one at the beginning, one at the end, and in the middle we divided in. Uh, in you know in rooms right in breakout rooms where we were you know four or five of us or one or two of us and we could just connect and have a chat talk about uh, topics like you know happiness and purpose and mindfulness practice and uh, also what whatever right anything that was useful to connect and to me so i was really glad i met many ibmers i don't know pat what was your experience i uh, i i love it it's always a great experience to to connect and Using the breakout feature, it really allows people to, to get closer, to meet people they haven't met before, mm. to understand the shared human condition, and really mm. to learn from each other. And, and the feedback uh, that, that people are saying during the sessions and after the sessions, uh, it's nice. And, and this is our second or third connect this year? This, this is the, the third one we did because we did a pilot last year and then two this year. Right, and right. then from now on, it's like it's once a month, once a month. Hopefully we can even improve, but for the moment, once a month is uh, it's already something something valuable. Right. So there will be more if you didn't, uh, you know, uh, didn't have time to come. Of course, that we're not recording it because they're just a private conversation between people. But you can always join the next one. So maybe the March session. Uh, we will put all the links uh, whenever we post this podcast. And now I think it's time uh, to our guest. And uh, today I brought Inez Jordan here with us. And Ines, uh, thank you for being here in the Mindfulness Trabian podcast. Uh, one of the, the things that, you know, when I met Ines, I, I, I saw our presentation about emotional intelligence, right? And uh, I, I was really uh, interested, not about the topic as well, but as well your argument around that. But then recently I also met you into a big coaching community that, that uh, so, and I learned that you are also, you know, um, for a long time and not only passionate but a great coach right so and i wanted to to maybe you know invited in the podcast to to make since we talk about mindfulness and in and awareness is really important in both of this kind of subject right coaching emotional intelligence i wanted to you know to to pick your brain on that and to know a little bit what is the um, what what is the role of mindfulness right into into those disciplines right um, and also how you know how we would recommend people then that maybe are doing emotional intelligence or they are coaches and so on to to get into mindfulness to, to make sure that uh, they can you know refine their skills right but let's start from you know, wherever you are you want all right well thank you thank you thank you uh, Lily for and Pat for having me on your podcast today um you are right emotional intelligence coaching mindfulness all of those are topics that are close to my heart and they are very intertwined um i i applaud you and patrick for your um dedication to mindfulness and bringing the benefits of that practice to so many people it's 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 like the foundation of everything that's just my opinion um you start with mindfulness it, it helps you to be present and 
I think that's the tie that it has to emotional intelligence because the foundation of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. And you cannot be self-aware until you've gotten in touch with yourself. And so I think mindfulness and self-awareness go together. You need that foundation of mindfulness. How do you settle yourself and get present? And I, I love the breathing exercises. I can't, I have to say, I don't do it every day, but I, whenever I get a chance, I used to have an app on my phone um, that would time the breathing and tell you to take a few minutes and breathe, focus. So I love those exercises because it brings you a, a calmness and it helps you be present. And I like the fact that it, it helps you to, to start to think about how you want to focus your day. And all of that leads to self-awareness where you think about, okay, what do I want to focus on today? What is uh, important? Uh, what are what may be some of my triggers? What may be some of the things that I have to be cautious of today and, and be mindful of? So I think it all comes together in that fashion. Um, we all need a, a very large degree of self-awareness. It's the foundation of emotional intelligence. And from there, we go into self-management, which is how we want to show up. And so being aware of yourself, um, what triggers you, those negative thoughts that you have, those self-sabotaging thoughts that may come to you from time to time, how to manage those. And all of this is a mindfulness exercise, being mindful of what's going on. How do you feel? Why do you feel the way you feel? So I, I do see a definite um, connection between mindfulness and emotional intelligence. So but then, then in this emotional intelligence is not only um, you know, helping us to understand and deal more with others, but also with, with ourselves, right? Oh, definitely. It starts with you. Emotional intelligence starts with you. Until you understand yourself, how you feel, what triggers you, why you feel the way you feel, you cannot start to understand others because you've got to start with you and how you want to show up, how you want to manage yourself, um, what kind of feedback even you might need from others. All of this is a great understanding of yourself. And then the next level of emotional intelligence deals with others, and that is the social awareness and the relationship management, where we start to talk about topics like empathy and compassion and those types of topics that help us to, um, I call compassion, I think of that as empathy in action because that's when you actually, you, you notice the other person, you acknowledge how they feel. You don't always have to agree with their feelings or their statement, but you acknowledge others. And that's what a lot of people need. They need to feel that they're understood. They need to feel that they've been heard. And that's where a lot of the social awareness skills, the empathy skills come into play. And then the compassion part, as I said earlier, is putting that empathy into action where you decide, you know, is there something that I can do? How can I be of service to other people? Um, I think, that's, that's the next level of social awareness. And then the last level, if I'm going to go through all four, is relationship management. And that's when you understand the relationships that are important to you, 
How do you nurture them? Do you nurture them well? Because a lot of us take our relationship mm. for granted and we don't start to pay attention to them until they start to break down. Mm. But if you are going to have a uh, uh, beneficial relationship with those around you, which could be your colleagues, it could be your manager, uh, any organizations you're in, your personal life with your wife, husband, children, those relationships have to be nurtured. How do you interact with those people and make sure that they know that you care, that you are engaged mm -hmm. and just making sure and checking in with people. So uh, emotional intelligence is a rounded, it's a rounded topic. Yourself, that's the whole self-awareness and self-management pieces. And then the social awareness and relationship management, those are your relationships with others. So it's mm -hmm. you and your surroundings. Yeah. And can, can one be good at certain of those four parts? Like for example, uh, I'm good at managing social relationships or understanding others, but the, the self-awareness or the managing my own emotions is a difficulty. Yes. Is that something common in? Okay. I, I think that that can definitely happen when, um, I'm sure both of you can think of someone who seems to have very low self-awareness. They're not aware of what triggers them. They say things like, um, I didn't intend to say that, or I didn't know that was gonna make me cry. I didn't know that was gonna make me so angry. I'm surprised. They're surprised by their own reactions to things sometimes. And so that, that's an opportunity for them to sit down and think about what triggered me, why did it trigger me, um, and do some, I think mindfulness comes in there to get quiet and think about, you know, what, what's going on with me? Yeah, there are people who are very focused on helping others to the point where either their health is deteriorating or their, their personal relationships are deteriorating. Uh, I've seen this happen a lot with say pastors and ministers of churches who spend so much time serving others that they are not aware of either their health and what's going on with them or their, their relationships with their family. Hmm. And so in, in this, the awareness practice, right? So the, the strengthening our capability to become aware uh, about you know, our senses, our feelings, and the feelings are externally to us. This will make us, uh, e I mean, not maybe ease stronger in finding solutions, but at least to finding the, the, the information about um, what to do and how everybody feels and how we feel, right? So that's, it's like mindfulness is all, almost like a, a fundamental tool right, or skill to have for somebody that wants to improve their EQ, let's say, right? Totally, totally, it's the, it's the foundation. And I, like, I, one of the first words that comes to mind when I think of mindfulness is being present. And um, then I think about stress management and the role that mindfulness plays there. And sometimes you might just need to stop and breathe 
count to 10, whatever you need to do uh, to get present and make sure that you're focused. So all of that comes together. That's still self-awareness there in breathing. And then um, one of the other topics that comes up is resilience. And that is uh, where you, you might have a setback, but it is how do you respond to that setback? Do you learn from that setback and come back better? Or do you just quit? So your resilience is when you bounce. A lot of people say bounce back. I say you bounce back, but you bounce back better. Mm-hmm. You, you learn from whatever the setback was and you come back even better. And then, like I mentioned earlier, is empathy. And that's when you are in tune with yourself and with others. Um, I can stop there and talk a moment about the first level of empathy is for yourself. Um, there are a lot of people who don't forgive themselves or they don't stop every now and then and just give themselves a hug. I'm doing okay. Oh, I'm let's doing, all give ourselves give a, hug. a hug. I'm yeah. just doing <laughs> okay. You know, I'm all right. You know, um, there are so many people, the, the negative thoughts are just taken over in their head about, I should have said this, I should have done that. I should be, I should have been here. I should have been, you know, and sometimes even, even today, um, if I can use this call for an example, um, I was here bright and early at 7.30, <laughs> 7, 7.25 actually. And I'm like, where is he? Where, what's going on? And then the, the, what I had to say to myself though, is that nobody's perfect. What's the rush? Take a breath, get another sip of coffee, but we have to do a lot of self-soothing sometimes. You have to give yourself a hug, self-soothe. So that, that's the whole empathy piece is empathy for yourself, empathy for others. And then, as I said, compassion is empathy in action. And then the last piece is leadership. Mm-hmm. We're all leaders in one way or another. And um, I've, been an, I've been a co-facilitator and facilitator for a lot of leadership classes within IBM. And, when you say leaders, um, most people think, oh, you just want to talk to the executive. And that's not the case. We're all leaders in one fashion or another. If you're a leader on your team or you're a leader, you know, at, at home, you're a leader with your friends. We all have leadership skills that we need to build and, um, and exercise mm-hmm. because we're all going to be called on. I, I was on um, jury duty. Mm-hmm. And we're all sitting listening to the case, and then they, they all you have they have all the jurors come back into the back room, and then we have to pick someone who's going to represent our verdict. And so mm-hmm. we were all just talking, and I was just being myself. I talked with them, and some of the others were talking, and then they said, "Okay, Inez, um, can you be our spokesperson?" And I'm like, "What? <laughs> Why? Why do I have to be the spokesperson?" And they just said, well, you know, we liked how you summed everything up. Mm-hmm. I thought I was just in a conversation with them. I didn't know I was auditioning to be the spokesperson. But we're called upon a lot of times to be leaders when we don't see ourselves as leaders. But people look up to us or they expect us to have an opinion. And so we all have to recognize that we, can't, we have to be um, good at collaboration so when I think of a leader, a leader is good at collaboration, managing conflict, 
mm-hmm. um, and having being able to have those difficult conversations. And um, I was also uh, facilitating a class this week uh, with women, some women within IBM. And a lot of the focus in that class was on getting through those difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. And so we're back, to, we're back to emotional intelligence and mindfulness and all of that, because the moment you have a difficult conversation, you got to think about how do you want to show up? Maybe you have to talk to your manager about something that you've been dreading or he just said, you know, I want to see you in my office in 15 minutes and you're you're going to go to the negative thoughts. (laughs) What could he possibly want to talk about? With an angry face like you come to my office. All of those thoughts are going to come to you. And it's all about um, deciding how you want to show up. The mindful part comes in because you need to breathe. Calm, be prepared for whatever the topic is, and then be prepared to decide how you want to respond to that. So it could be something negative. It could be some feedback that you're going to get that, you know, um, could be positive, could be negative. And so even with feedback, we have to decide, you know, how to respond to that. And what we are teaching people is always respond with, thank you for that feedback. Can you tell me more? Mm -hmm. You know, be grateful that they've taken the time to invest in you to give you some feedback. We acknowledge that not all feedback we can use, but be open to feedback. Mm -hmm. And so this is all part of that difficult conversation. You didn't know what you were going to get. So you walk in, you're mindful, you've done your breathing, you're ready to Taking the information that's being given to you, you decide how you're going to respond to that information, which could be feedback. And then even if it's a a conversation where it could be maybe differing opinions on something. But but, but sometimes here is, uh, you know, uh, one situation is the usual business situation where someone like a manager calls you, you are in a a closed room, you give the feedback and it's like, that's the regular routine, how it's supposed to be, right? But often we just get feedback uh, as a remark, as a critic, like, you know, a friend, a colleague, uh, you know, why did you do that or how come, right? And they come with uh, a kind of accusation or the wrong wording, wrong tonality. Right. And that's actually where it's harder to not uh, respond in a defensive mode, right? It's kind of responding, like finding a feedback somewhere uh, in the line, between the lines, right? And then responding properly. That, that, yes. That's harder, right? Yes. And that's harder, but that's, that's your mindfulness. That's your take a breath before you respond. And it's, it's difficult because, like you said, it felt like an accusation or that you were mm-hmm. being attacked. And it, you can go head to head with them, but nothing really comes from that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's, it's back to that same that statement I had earlier. I heard what you just said. Help me understand what you meant by that. And that keeps you calm and it also mm-hmm. makes them explain what they mean. I could be I could be misunderstanding what you just said. Can you. Give me a little bit more information. What What are you? Help me understand your perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inez, if if I may, maybe ask one more thing before we get to our our exercise or practice for today. Uh, 
presence, coaching with presence or bringing presence into emotional intelligence management. Can you talk a little bit about presence? Um, in coaching, presence is one of the key skills that a coach needs. Uh, and in talking with a lot of my colleagues, the first thing they do or we do before we even start a coaching session is I'm back to mindfulness again, Lele. We have to sit there <laughs> for a moment, shut out everything else. When I'm, when, I'm, when I'm coaching with somebody, I'm here for you. So no matter what has been going on in my day or what else is coming after this call, I have to give that hour, that half hour, whatever that time is, to you. So I have to be present and I have to be listening because I'm here as a coach to hold up the mirror and help you see yourself, help you see what's going on with you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to help you see yourself. And so in order to do that, I have to be present mm -hmm. and I have to be an active listener. I have to listen so that I can be a reflective coach for you. That make is that what you that does answer your question? Yes, yes. It's a, we can we can spend all day speaking with with Inez. It's always an, a great mm -hmm. learning experience, and I always appreciate the spending time. And perhaps we will because I think we didn't uh, fully uh, you know exhaust the discussion sure. about emotional intelligence. I wanted also to talk a little bit about coaching, but I think this will be for our next episode. So, uh, but for <laughs> the love, moment, I, I think. Love talk about these things so you can have me back anytime you want anytime <laughs> yes. you have the time so count on it but before we close uh, I, as usual we do we want always to share with our listeners a practice uh, something that somebody can do this week or can learn to do from time to time anything you would like to share with our audience um well one key thing i think that everybody can do in and that is um journaling Let's talk about journaling and the benefits of journaling. Journaling, I don't mean you sit and you write a book, but at the end of your day, sit down and think about what went well today. What, I, what could I have done better today? Um, maybe some thoughts about what I want to do tomorrow. There are several benefits of that. It's, it's a way to decompress. Take all of those things off of your mind before you go to sleep. And it helps you to focus also it's an opportunity to give yourself a hug i did i did well on some things today you know and also one more hug um, <laughs> give yourself a hug a hug and, 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 hugging and, and decompress journal the, the research shows that journaling is so powerful not many people do it um you can now get an app on your phone where you just make a couple notes about what went well what what i want to work on tomorrow those types of things help you to reflect. Reflection is powerful. Reflecting on how the day went and what I want to do better or differently tomorrow. I think that's an awesome practice. But the important part is writing it down, right? Well, it could be, a, it could be an app on your phone. I have an app on my phone where I just can just capture a few things. And I, I learned that just by writing it down helps me to release it. Do, do you write down emotions as well or, I don't know, what's going on in the body? Oh, yeah. What's going on in the body? Um, maybe something that triggered you today. 
Why did that trigger me? Why did I get upset? Why were my palms so sweaty before I went into that meeting or before I gave that presentation? Maybe it means you need to do more practice before you present. Whatever you need to do to bring you that confidence so that you don't have that physical reaction before you get into whatever the activity is. Hmm. Thank you. So that's the homework for all of you guys for this week. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ines, for sharing and thank you for being in, in our podcast. Um, thank you for listening, uh, for whoever is listening. And uh, see you uh, in uh, next week with another guest and another practice. Until then, uh, have a lovely, mindful week. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being. Bye. Thank you.